Welcome to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast, where we share tips, information, and success stories about a revolutionary treatment for alcohol use disorder called the Sinclair Method, or TSM. TSM can help most people reduce rather than abstain from alcohol by addressing the root cause of problem drinking, which is inside the brain. I'm your host, Katie Lane, Sinclair Method success story and co-founder of Thrive Alcohol Recovery, where we help you find freedom from problem drinking using this approach so that you can live your best life. Let's dive into today's episode. So I wanted to ask you, Brian, as someone who has been in the addiction treatment space for the majority of your career, it sounds like, um, and someone who's obviously qualified to prescribe naltrexone and treat people with naltrexone, would you say that the Sinclair method is a legitimate treatment for alcohol use disorder? I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's you know, the simple answer to that is a definitive yes. It's, 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 it's what I consider to be uh, now uh, the first line treatment. Uh, for it. And I think if you think about it for uh, a second, you know, a lot of times, uh, especially, and I don't see this as much now uh, as, as maybe a few years ago, but there, there used to be articles that would almost be kind of clickbaitish, I thought, uh, in the way that they presented it, uh, you know, that it was just about uh, drinking yourself sober and this kind of paradoxical, radical type of thing uh, where uh, it, uh, where really uh, it's it's almost uh, it's almost it certainly isn't paradoxical or radical and it's almost kind of boringly uh, uh, or uh, simple and uh, and kind of established in, in terms of, uh, of of it being a, a operant conditioning uh, you know the behavior of of, of alcohol is being rewarded uh, through these uh, endorphins and uh, you take the medicine of course and it blocks the reward. And, uh, you know, like any behavior uh, uh, where uh, you're previously rewarded and now you get, uh, you, you take that reward away, you're going to get less of that uh, behavior. So, uh, so I think uh, that's kind of the example uh, or kind of approach I take when, when introducing it to people uh, or to, you know, family members or anyone who might be skeptical is that uh, it's not uh, limited to the Sinclair method. It's not limited to uh, naltrexone. If you want to reduce any behavior, uh, uh, you're going to get, uh, uh, you, you, do, you do that by taking away uh, the reward for it. And I always like to say, uh, you know, if they stop paying you at work, uh, you know, eventually a person's going to stop showing up, uh, something like that. And so if, if it's presented in a way that is just completely, uh, you know, something from your psychology 101 class, or something that there are just hundreds of examples in our daily lives all around us, if it's presented that way, uh, uh, then I think it, it uh, versus some type of interesting paradoxical thing that, that we've, we've stumbled upon, uh, that this is a perfectly normal mechanism uh, by which you get uh, less of the behavior. Uh, so, um, so even on the face of it, I mean, just kind of that, uh, that basis for uh, of, of, of mechanism, uh, yeah, you could say it's a legitimate uh, treatment. Now, of course, do we actually have a medicine? You'd say, okay, well, you, you, you take away the, the reward. That, that's great. That I, I'm on board with that. But is there an actual medicine uh, or, uh, that will actually take away that reward? And yes, we do have a medicine that will actually uh, take away that reward uh, if you uh, take it uh, prior to drinking. Uh, so I think uh, it's, it's, uh, it's you know, certainly a legitimate treatment. Uh, and there's also empirical studies, uh, a lot of, uh, there are, uh, of course, the work that uh, Dr. Sinclair did, 
uh, but there have been uh, other, uh, many other studies, uh, random controlled trials uh, with a targeted dosing, uh, which is what Sinclair method is, you know, kind of drink uh, in advance or take your medication in advance of your first drink. Uh, so there's empirical evidence as well. So it's not just that it makes sense, which it does, uh, and that it uses the same mechanism that uh, we, we see all around us uh, all day, but actually, yeah, we have, we have uh, scientific trials uh, to support it. Uh, so, so definitely, and I think too, one of the main things that struck me about it, um, this kind of first, you know, say first, you know, hundred people uh, I, I treated with it, uh, was just that people were completely kind of relieved of this burden uh, inside their mind. Uh, you know, uh, one of the things about AA is that, yes, they might have X number of days without a drink, but uh, there's still a certain type of anguish or a certain type of torment or a certain type of uh, preoccupation that's going on uh, with the alcohol use. So it's just, uh, it's just amazing to have people come uh, back after a month or however long and uh, just describe it in terms really uh, that were like in terms of liberation, you know, like they were free of this, of this uh, monkey that was, you know, that had been on their back for so long and that they had tried so many things. Uh, so I would say uh, not only does it work uh, and is an effective treatment, uh, but uh, the, the type of uh, outcomes that we're seeing are even superior to what we had called success previously. So it's, it's almost kind of up to, up the uh, up the bar in some way. Wow, that's that's incredible. And yeah, you spoke to it so well that freedom of just not obsessively thinking about alcohol. And I've had people reach out to me. I'm a year sober. I still think about drinking every day. And I know that was my personal experience. I can make it months and months without drinking, but I'd be obsessingly obsessively thinking about drinking. And that was one of the biggest things naltrexone and the Sinclair method did for me over time, which just kind of quiet that craving. And when you don't desire something as much, it's really easy to not do it. So it's really awesome. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I, I asked that question, obviously, if there's skeptics out there, because with this treatment, you're still drinking and, you know, really speaking to loved ones of those who are considering the Sinclair method or who are using it. Um, what might you say to them, you know, if they don't quite understand this or the common thing I hear is, oh, it's just an excuse for them to keep drinking. Like, I want them to just quit drinking today. What would you say to a loved one who's in that place? And, and granted, I want to honor where they're at as well, because if you're a loved one, typically there's been a lot of pain, turmoil, you know, just difficulty helping someone who has alcohol use disorder. So I'm just curious, how do you talk with or, or support or explain this method to those people? Yeah, that's right. Uh, 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 a lot of trust uh, has been broken uh, often uh, in the case, or you know, the, you know, the relationship can uh, be damaged, and the person, uh, could say the non-drinker will say, uh, is uh, you know at their wit's end, or they, they really have had enough. Uh, you know, so they are are uh, uh, just kind of uh, you, you can understand their position as well in terms of. Uh, uh, just their frustration and, and uh, uh, you know, they're kind of, uh, maybe they've seen treatment uh, not work or go in uh, to a 30-day program and then the person's drinking again within several days. Uh, so, uh, uh, so there's that as aspect of it. I mean, I think I, I can really appreciate the position of that, uh, that, that person and, and kind of the frustration and, and why they would need uh, to kind of uh, have uh, this explained to them in a particular way. Uh, and I think, um, you know, I think uh, one of the things uh, that is helpful in those situations, 
One is just to have the person involved with the appointment. Uh, for example, uh, you know, I invite, uh, I, you know, I want as many people as uh, used to be the office as my, you know, my couch would hold or uh, as now it's uh, their couch maybe in their living room. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that's really one of the main things uh, is because if there is trust broken, uh, it could be hard to believe that they are still allowed to drink or something like that, you know, that, that it might just sound like uh, that kind of hearing the Sinclair method uh, uh, kind of a second hand, uh, it might uh, not be so convincing. So I think just having an appointment with the provider uh, and just, you know, in my case, me kind of saying, yes, that is correct. This is how it works and da, da, da. And uh, the other thing I like to do uh, is uh, the uh, Sinclair method. And it's interesting, they didn't call it the Sinclair method, uh, but it was the Sinclair method. It was featured on NBC News uh, a few years ago. And they did like, kind of like a 10 minute piece on it. Uh, so I like to provide kind of, uh, NBC News has a certain stature to it. It's kind of a brand uh, uh, that, that has some weight to it. And it's also short, it's shorter than One Little Pill, which is another good thing to watch, but the, that, that it is kind of a more investment. Uh, this is about a 10 minute video. Uh, and there, there are a couple of physicians on there uh, kind of explaining uh, the rationale for it and just, you know, kind of seeing it on someplace like NBC News uh, adds a little bit of credibility to it. So that's the other thing I do is say, you know, please just uh, watch this 10 minute video on NBC News and, uh, and that can often uh, be uh, very helpful. But I think once you explain that, uh, uh, you know, that it is just a basic uh, system of reward and taking away the reward uh, and, and why it's important that you still have the behavior going on while you're not being rewarded. Uh, I think that uh, that's key. But I will say in, in that part, in the kind of the non-drinker's defense, it really is hard to explain. If, if you haven't had that type of kind of persistent neurological kind of uh, 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 obsession towards, towards something that you know is, is, is harming you and you know that's not in your best interest, if you haven't really experienced something like that, it really is hard to to understand why can't you just not stop you know so so you really have to to really kind of uh, hold their hand a little bit and kind of appreciate where they're coming from but most of the time because it works i mean that's the other thing most of the time it works of course uh and i think that's where the drinking log comes in uh, uh i think the drinking log is maybe even more helpful for just the people in the the the, the drinker's life uh, so that you can see that, yes, I'm still drinking, but, and still drinking a lot even possibly, uh, but I'm down, you know, 32.3%. And the number of these extreme binges have basically been cut to zero and that type of thing. So I think, I think uh, all of those things I just said uh, really uh, can go a long way, but ultimately it's, you know, it's kind of the proof is in the, the pudding. I mean, the person has to uh, start improving before they will fully get on board. Yeah. Really well said. And I know, you know, with uh, Dr. Sinclair's clinical trials, it showed a 78% success rate. I'm curious, being in practice, what have you seen? I know you've mentioned it works. You've seen people it work for the majority of people. What have you seen as far as the success rate in your uh, practice? Uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, people mentioned that number and I, I, I say that's probably that's probably pretty close to, to what the number is. You know, it's something like that where we, uh, you know, most people for sure, I uh, can say with confidence, you know, it's more likely than not uh, to work. 
And then probably it's even a little bit more effective than that, uh, where you know I really expect uh, people to uh, achieve their goal. Uh, now, um, it, it's a little bit tricky, of course, in the outpatient setting. I mean, they're they're uh, or, or you know kind of in a non-trial uh, uh, setting where you're controlling for various factors. It's hard to really know sometimes because uh, let's say a person doesn't show up, like you never see the person again. Uh, maybe they had kind of a Claudia Christian experience where very rapidly uh, they reached extinction, uh, their goal was abstinence, and not only did they never drink again, but they never took another naltrexate again, you know, something like that. And so, so they never show up, they, you know, you, you see them maybe once or twice, and you just never see them again. Uh, and, and so you don't really know, some of the outcomes you don't really know, and some of the outcomes could be because they had a side effect or they changed their mind about taking it and they wanted to try something else or, you know, so there is some percentage of people, uh, you just don't know the outcomes to, you know, and, and you can see, okay, well, maybe that's 50, 50, but even that is, you, you don't really know uh, kind of the people that don't show up. So, uh, so it's hard to get uh, precise information. Uh, but again, the 78% sounds about right, because even kind of with that in the mix, uh, you could say if I say, if I see uh, you know ten people ten new people a week that start on it you know I really would expect seven or eight uh, within you know some six month period to really have uh, some substantial uh, reduction in uh, not just the behavior of drinking yes we're going to see data that shows some percentage in the number of drinks per week but we're really going to see uh, and hear kind of descriptions of the the, the drinking itself, uh, the role it takes in the person's life, the, the, the amount of mental space it takes up, we're going to see that uh, kind of recede uh, into the background as well, so that the person just uh, starts talking about things like, uh, you know, it's not the first thing I did when I got home, or when I learned that my, you know, uh, wife was going on vacation, I started thinking about how much I could, you know, these types of things, I mean, really just, or I never, ever, like, not finish a drink, and it's amazing. I just, I knew it. I poured it and then almost forgot it, you know, and then I, the next morning it was half empty, you know, that types of, types of things where people just start recognizing that its grip is loosening. So it really is something like that, you know, it really depends on, uh, uh, you know, of course, so there are lots of variables. I, I would say one thing that uh, it definitely does take some patience because a lot of times, uh, especially because uh, Claudia Christian's uh, uh, TED Talk, it's just so uh, widely known, at least, you know, kind of as, as an, in, uh, an introduction to the Sinclair method. So a lot of the people who are coming to me, that's kind of their first exposure to it. And she had uh, a response to it that was fairly rapid. Uh, you know, it, it certainly is within kind of the, the range of responses we see, but I wouldn't characterize it as typical, you know, so, so if people have kind of that uh, idea in mind that they're going to replicate, you know, exactly what Claudia Christian did, uh, then sometimes uh, they, they might be discouraged. So I'd say a lot of the success is about, uh, you know, understanding that it is a long process, or it can be, that, it, that this is like, you know, four to six months, uh, usually. Yeah, I totally agree. And that's one thing I do see with clients that I've worked with is, you know, if they kind of expect an instant result or the month or two and they're still not where they want to be, it can be discouraging. But to have those realistic expectations that this is, you know, going to take a while, I think it helps people to not be disappointed if they're not seeing really quick results. So, yeah, I would say that's, you know, 
it's really encouraging to see that in your practice, you've seen the same success rate as he saw in his clinical trials. And I would say that as well. Thank you for tuning in to the Thrive Alcohol Recovery Podcast. For additional Sinclair Method resources and support, please check out the information in our show notes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. 